This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Does the Pope shit in the woods? My name's Keen. Do you need a loan? Because you're looking a bit strapped. And I'm James. <laughs> Welcome back from holidays, James. Welcome along to Sister Pod, the RuPaul's Drag Race Reaction Podcast. We cover all the seasons. We've got you covered. Today we're chatting about Drag Race UK Season 3, Episode 3. And James is back looking sun-kissed and rejuvenated after his holidays. I am sun-kissed. And actually, here we are in Zoomland. Earlier today, we got to we, we mm-hmm. got to have a brief in-person uh, meeting moment for a very exciting guys. Coming soon, guys. Coming yeah, soon, for guys. People in, in Ireland, I'm not supposed to be in a tour abroad, but people in Ireland, we're on uh, Louise McSharry's show on Saturday, this Saturday coming. Um, so yeah, it was great to chat to Louise about all things Drag Race. We, and we we're going we were going like in depth on like how Drag Race has become the phenomenon that it is, where mm-hmm. it started from, and like how the fan base is pushing it forward. What the what the like how it's been redefining inclusivity over the last couple of years. Really interesting chat and amazing to get to chat to Louise about that because she herself is such a drag fan, like such a drag fan. Yeah. But on today's episode, we're joined by an equally epic drag fan. Yes. Uh, yeah. Journalist Declan Cashin. I always see him tweeting the hottest takes on on Twitter of RuPaul's Drag Race, so we had to reach out and ask him on, and didn't disappoint. We had a great conversation, no. so let's get into it. Declan Cashin, thank you so much for joining us. Before the episode starts, I just want to find out, because you're in London, how how does this season feel compared to some of the others kind of out there? You know, is, is, is the reaction as positive as it has been for previous seasons? Yeah, I think, I actually think it feels like this is, it feels like it's really hitting its stride now, just from, you know, obviously every time I meet people or friends over the last couple of weeks, this is all we talk about, like it's... Um, and it, it, we all kind of, everyone seems to kind of feel that it's like, it's been very well cast. Like it has a kind of a, a confidence to it. You know, they've, everyone's always been saying for the last few years that the UK drag race has this kind of like rickety kind of appeal. And like they seem to be mm. just making making a virtue of that now, I think it's kind of part of the, it's built in as part of the deal with it now. And um, it's just, it really works. I think like the, the first episode this season was just so slick and so kind of, um, it was just much more confident, I think, than the last two years. So, um, yeah, I think this season has so much promise. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really they, excited. You can feel them upping the ante every oh, year with it, and like yeah. you're, and I think that the the quality of the casting and everything is is really solid. But also, like, just the production feels yeah. slicker. Everything feels like they're in their stride. They know what they're doing now. It's yeah. like. Yeah, it feels like a, a proper operation. Do you want some extra tiny little bit, a tiny bit of history that I have here as well? So I used to work, in, I used to work in BBC Three, and I was still working oh, there nice. when the first series of UK Drag Race was being oh wow put together. So I was kind of friends with like the the BBC Three producers who were kind of working on it, and I was like, oh my god, we have to see that. So I got to see like all. The, I remember there was one. It was like Christmas. Maybe it would have been, what, three years ago, I suppose, where we were sitting in his tiny booth watching like three hours of audition tapes with one of the producers. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is like my highlight of my life. <laughs> yeah. All these like really homemade videos of like um, all the drag queens. And it was just it was I was just so in it. Like, I've just been so into this from the very, very <laughs> early inception of it. I just couldn't believe when, you know, I was working at BBC at the time when the deal was kind of being negotiated and everything. I was yeah. like, 
trying to explain to like the senior man they, they got it clearly but I was just kind of like you need to get this this will be like a game changer for us so yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've just been very invested in this for a long time <laughs> well knowing the internal workings of BBC then do you think it's ever going to live outside of yeah. BBC 3 like I know yeah. they show it on BBC 1 yeah. in the afternoon well, but do you think it's I think well actually I think BBC 3 could be coming back to um, mm. TV, TV, TV yeah. as yeah. well but I I know because even I think I saw last week that it's ratings in the BBC 1 slot whenever it's on on Friday nights or something have been mm. quite good um, and I think like the BBC bless them everything takes a bit longer to get through mm. but like I think I think maybe even by next year it'll be on in a prime time slot especially yeah. because we're probably catching we're probably at the point now where they're running out of material because we had a year and a half of nothing being produced um yeah. but yeah. like aside from that it's like a gen- it's one of their big generational hits and like the numbers that like the the um like I'm, I'm, I don't work there anymore so I don't, I'm not, I don't have access to the stats or anything but like it was from what I remember it was like a complete cross-generational hit like it was a hit with yeah. all the age groups um so like I I would be, I'd be very surprised if it wasn't on in a yeah. key slot in the next year yeah it's it's it's, okay. it's, the new, it's BBC's new bake-off that's yeah. what it is they're like yeah. <laughs> no honestly I mean like you'll see it now like uh, Drag queens from this show will be on Strictly Come Dancing in the next two years as well. Like they are going to become those kind of national institutions. Mm, you know what I mean? Like mm. so, I think it's yeah. just I, I just think they've been very cautious with how they roll it out. They, I don't I don't know if they really knew what to make of it uh, at the start. And the first season was such a hit, and then last year was yeah. like a cultural phenomenon basically. And now it's like firmly established. So um, yeah, I think they are beginning to see that like they have a real hit on their hands, and they need to kind yeah. of be getting it out more mainstream. Mm-hmm. yeah absolutely well we start this episode with some sad news as predicted i guess uh victoria scone is no more we don't even get to say goodbye to her though that's what felt shit yeah i was really i wasn't that surprised <laughs> again uh make it all about me i i've actually had a um a stress fracture in our stress injury stress <laughs> fracture stress fracture in my knee uh, for about six weeks and I didn't realize it was that bad I had to get an MRI and everything on it the main what I'm trying to say is the doctor was kind of like yeah you're not going to be able to do anything on that leg for like a couple of weeks so, you know you can mm-hmm. only barely walk around so like when I heard last when I saw it last week that Victoria had a knee thing I was like no the, no doctor is going to let her perform yeah mm-hmm. especially because I think um, I think you were saying it last week as well King that like I think it is quite a compressed filming schedule that they had so she had no time to recover so like yeah. Yeah. knowing all that it's not surprising she's gone but like I just I'm so gutted because she was I mean I think it's after really throwing the competition really up into the air because she was definitely in the final three or four I think until yeah I, I, yeah I felt very, like one of the things I felt kind of sorry for because you, you I, I laughed a lot when you were like we didn't even get to say goodbye to her but it's like in like say with Eureka or with Veronica Green or even with like queens like Vanjie or that there's like there's been a big exit where like you've known that you'll see them again whereas it was like she was in the like talking head at the beginning kind of being like oh I'm off to the doctor now bye yeah. and then she was just vanished from felt like a drug cartel had gotten rid of her but like she <laughs> She was such a big part of the the show as well. Like her talking heads were so sort of like she was so present. Like the conversation she had last week with Crystal around like body shaming and stuff was yep. such a an important conversation to start. You really could feel her being good on the challenges and also <laughs> really like important in what she, the in the message. So it's a pity. Like I would have liked to just have them outright said, "We'll see you again for season four. Yeah. 
Yeah. Just because I would have felt like, okay, that's good. We we know we'll get her again. I don't know why it all. Yeah, it just felt so rushed. Like that's what I don't really understand. What like like we never understand what's going on behind the scenes. I guess like, but it just felt un- so unceremonious or something for like yeah. a historic contestants who had to leave. For, you know, due to outside circumstances. It's just it just felt very strange. It's a strange editing decision they were making. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it was it was frustrating, and it was sad to see that. Like, okay, we didn't get to see Veronica when she was left, but that was because there was a big COVID break and everything. Mm. So yeah, it just she was there. She she could have like you know could have done something about it. They did a whole COVID special last season. They yeah. could have given her five minutes yeah. bubbling away or an untucked sort of little moment or something. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's stuff will be maybe they'll, maybe they'll release stuff um, on social on the social channels or something. I don't know. It just feels yeah. it just feels very unceremonious or something. Uh, like mm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm a bit confused by that. Now, unless like there's some, some, she comes back. Maybe she heals, but like I don't see that happening. <laughs> but like it could. It's maybe that's what it is. They, they like, take Veronica's knee and give it to her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this week's mini challenge is Finder. The queens have to give us some Butch King realness in a sort of monologue comedy slot. I was actually impressed by how many queens really pulled this out of the bag. My favourite was Kitty Scott Claus's Chris with a K, <laughs> Mark with a C. <laughs> favourite date is 25th of April. Yeah. Uh, who stood out for you, Declan? Yeah, I mean, Kitty, anyone who quotes a miscongeniality line is going to get mm-hmm. me. Um, mm-hmm. And actually planting the seed of her being miscongeniality, voted miscongeniality this seat. Oh, I wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought she was great. Um, I... I thought Scarlett was actually really, really funny. I was a bit nervous uh, when he was coming up for some reason. I just thought that it was just going to be cringe, but yeah. he was great. I think Vanity and Treetsa did well as that too. I mean, Veronica, I think Veronica had a bad week. Um, and it's probably not just the edit, like even just the whole the whole thing where she was saying, I don't know if I understood the brief and it was funny, but it was kind of like, I just, I think she just felt off this whole episode to me. Um, mm. And I know she talked a little bit about that uh, on the, on the runway later on, but I just, I didn't really get it. It was a bit little Britain for me. Yeah. Everyone I think did really well. I was really glad that Scarlett got that win. She had this, it yeah. was a really good episode for her, I think. Yeah. No, it was. I I actually really liked um, Vanity's like understated performance, and yeah, me you too. know, yeah. it was really funny. And I, I thought, I actually thought the Crystal did really good. Like, it, Crystal looked like a proper sort of and some little pers- growth that you see about. Yeah, and some personality <laughs> and some sense of humor. Like we're seeing a little bit more of her, and I think that's what the big feedback from her for this whole episode is like. Right, you yeah. need to when you know that whole RuPaul spiel that she gives every it's like you have to show us vulnerability or whatever you know, like, <laughs> I think you know we're going to have more of that from Crystal but like there's it's a yeah. lot of potential there I think a, a little weirdo personality in there too yeah and I think it, it bodes well then for like a snatch game or like a more yeah. performance based challenge that like actually she's going to have the ability to like sort of flex into that way yeah. I do agree I think that actually I really enjoyed the mini challenges the last two weeks have been weird and, and like unnecessary <laughs> but this this one was really funny I enjoyed it and I do yeah. think that it was like Veronica was kind of the only one who really missed the brief on us. Yeah. Um, uh, River Medway. River didn't do it for me now either. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right, actually. Forgettable was, was River yeah. Medway. Yeah. <laughs> and Ella of a Day kind of looks like somebody who might make it onto Love Island and Casa more out of drag anyway. So yeah. it kind of was a bit like, 
this is kind of you're too close to the subject for <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah ella again this would be the kind of challenge i th- i would have thought ella being the kind of like west end stage kid would be all over this but i don't know he hasn't really shown that much yet no it's, no uh it's interesting to me that like you know in the mini challenge he was like he had this builder joke going and kitty did as well and did it much better he had a similar dress didn't he in the final run with scarlet yeah and it's just it that for me was indicative of where ella is a bit stuck i think at the moment in that like he's just not really standing out or something and i'm a bit surprised by that because in the talking heads he's really funny and like when you see him on social media and everything he's really good i just i just think i don't know he's a bit stuck i feel at the moment yeah i think he's i don't mean this sort of jack of all trades a bit and that like kind of quite good at a lot of stuff but like is being outshadowed or yeah being out outshone by people who maybe have like more specific skills yeah. so you're kind of seeing someone who is like really capable and would be a brilliant performer and like you would really enjoy any show you go see yeah. them in but at the moment when they're being directly compared it's kind of like oh you're yeah. good but you're not quite as good but then those kind of trooper candidates get quite far in the competition too so he could yeah, just like he could still yeah i just I, but maybe snatch game or something like that is where he'll really yeah. pop yeah I yeah i don't know i kind of feel that's kind of indicative of what i'm having an issue with this season so far is the people who i like who i'm rooting for are the people who aren't really serving me right. the stuff i want to see like yeah. I, I found myself rooting for kitty i'm rooting for ella i'm rooting for Teresa. i'm mm. rooting for uh, Victoria uh, to a certain extent I was reading for Veronica as well and I just find the people who are giving me the best results are like Crystal who I haven't really got to know yeah. yet or you know Scarlett who I who I do kind of quite like in a Joe Swash kind of way yeah. so it's like yeah the people who the people who I want to do well aren't doing well and I'm finding that frustrating do you feel that it's like it's because we're at this start this point in the season that there's so many of them at the start of it that like it's there's not much oxygen you know for people to really like maybe that's even more reason for them to try and steal the limelight as much as they can. But like maybe mm. it is just the nature of where we are at this point. But like, you know, coming on to week four now, you'd want to be definitely stealing mm. those moments. You know? Yeah. And I thought somebody like Charity Case gave me what I wanted and then was safe. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm disappointed. I, like when we do get to talk about the judging, I would feel like I, I feel that, that Charity Case deserved... Particularly with the edit they got through and yeah. like the very powerful yeah. conversation they yeah. had about stigma mm-hmm. and HIV. Yeah. And then like to be the only person who like properly constructed their own garment. And I really was like, okay, we're gearing up to get like that sort of, you know, that moment on the runway where kind of you're going to get the, the, the feedback about be, about doing well. Potentially not. Because I, I much preferred their over, like both of their looks were really good. Anyway, we'll get to that. But yeah, I yeah. agree. Well, let's get to the, <laughs> let's get to that mirror moment of the HIV story. That's yeah. the first HIV story we've heard in, UK, right? I think so, yeah. I think so, yeah. 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 Um and it, it felt organic. Maybe I'm a sucker for the production, but it did feel yeah. semi-organic <laughs> free range maybe yeah i mean yeah. Uh, as organic as anything is on uh, reality, show, reality right? show yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i mean the fact that charity was like so open about it and it's, it's quite shocking to hear about this, the level of stigma that you know people with hiv still encounter it was it was quite mm. shocking to hear that um mm. but like and it's you know, even though like, you know, there's been so much, so much advancements made in like how we treat HIV and how we, you know, taking PrEP and everything, how about you can kind of, we have so many more options, even than when I first started going out in the scene, like 20 mm-hmm. years ago, it's like a different planet. But like when, to hear about that kind of still that same level of prejudice and, you know, that she's, 
you know, it's kind of hampered her her dating life and stuff. I was, yeah. I was really quite shocked to hear that, which is all the more reason why it's so important that these conversations are on a big um no, absolutely. absolutely. Like I think that to and to have the to have the 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 conversation had so like authentically and and for her to be so vulnerable about like the impact that it's had. And I think as well, like a, a lot of the a lot of times these sort of mirror moment conversations that are happening are kind of around like how us within the queer community relate to like the mainstream mm. community. But this is actually more about like how we treat each other. Yeah. And I think that yeah. like this is a big a big talking point about how we need to treat each other better. Yeah. And that's actually so we've had um Veda and Robbie from the Pause Vibes podcast on like, before and they speak an awful lot about this stigma and challenging the stigma and like having and educating people on exactly what um charity was talking yeah. about with this sort of you equals you and the fact that it's like it it's yeah. not this death sentence it was in the 80s and mm-hmm. you know i think that it's it's important to start seeing that conversation particularly this year after we had like it's a scene earlier in the right. year where there was so much conversation around hiv and aids and there was so much conversation about that time in the 80s yeah. to now kind of bring it this sort of side of the conversation to talk about the advancements and the, like challenging the stigma that existed. Yeah. I, I think, like, and it just it was a lovely conversation handled really nicely yeah. by Kitty Scott Claus, who is quickly becoming my favorite. Oh, my yeah, goodness. she did it. That was like a fantastic sort of Davina McCall sort of moment of like giving him a hug <laughs> yeah. and everything. I was like, Kitty oh, she's just, she's a it's champion. Just so lovely and just genuine. Like, I wasn't joking when I said that. Like, he could be the miscongeniality already. Oh, absolutely, he's, yeah. He's just, I love him. I just think he's so sweet. But and there's a mm-hmm. real talent there too. I think so. I think he could be a real press maybe yeah this. yeah right. i i could see like i think that there's you're at, like we were saying that we're at that stage in the competition where there's quite a few of them so you're not you're waiting for the herds to kind of separate a little mm-hmm. bit um and there's always one or two of those queens who kind of like go under the radar and then shoot up and i think kitty scott claus is yeah definitely one of those yeah. who sort of will i'm sure like will pounce through to the end yeah yeah, absolutely. Um, I always love when Raven gets to walk around the um, the workroom because she always gives such great advice. She does. <laughs> She's so stunning. Oh my God. I just love her so much. <laughs> uh, the thing I, I have to say before we get to there though, like they're already after sending one queen packing with a broken knee and they like send a herd of drag queens into like a tangled mess of kites and tents and assorted pots and pans and crockery. Yeah. And, like Very... they're like they're literally literally the like the, the chests and drawers like falling over on top of yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> and the BBC, you know, be very into health and safety and compliance yeah. and stuff. It's very weird that they're like that. <laughs> they were like, on you go there, yeah. sure. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have watched um, Photo Fashion Review, but when when Raven first saw Crystal uh, Versace's makeup, she basically was like, oh, she paints, she's copying me. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. I'm surprised. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. I, I suppose we didn't see more of that. Like we got a good few cutaways to Crystal just sort of sitting there watching on, yeah. and, you know, that starstruck moment. But we actually got very little interaction between those two, which I suppose I was a bit disappointed. Yeah, I, I, especially because they kind of built up that whole thing that, you know, you idolize her and you've been watching yeah. her since you were a zygote or whatever when you started watching. Mm. But for me, that kind of stuff kind of obviously it's all about the edit but it also shows up to me that it, the reminder that crystal is 19 years of age you know she is yeah. a child yeah. you know like so she you know she probably doesn't have the confidence you know to kind of you know if you encounter someone you really admire like that or you know it, it 
it's 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 see someone she's she's so accomplished you know in her looks and everything but then when you see those kind of little moments you're reminded that she's very young you know so yeah. i actually found it kind of sweet even though i would have liked to see more of her being a nerdy fan <laughs> yeah. i know i i really liked the like the, there was a sheepishness to crystal yeah. in that moment that like i did think was super cute because it was like obviously here's someone like who had inspired like had inspired the journey that led them to actually being in that room and on that show right now and their makeup had been such a huge part of it it's like to stand there with that person and kind of be like oh yeah how do you do your how do you do your notes i know but like it's you know and again it's like i feel that maybe in some of the other iterations of drag race you wouldn't have the the queens be that you know admit any kind of you know vulnerability or any kind of like oh i know how to do everything you know but yeah, just like how yeah. do i contour my nose or whatever like for me that's what makes <laughs> the uk one kind of special that like people the egos aren't really as fully ramped up i feel yeah you know? yeah <laughs> how do i paint away my massive jaw yeah. boxy, yeah. boxy mandrews when he said that <laughs> I <actually laughs> yeah. i'd love for raven Raven's makeup quarter to become more of a sort of an official yeah. thing in the show. Like once a season, like we know she, we know she's there because we're fans of the show because she does Rue's makeup. Yeah. It's never really officially said. She's just sort of carted out once a season. Yeah, I'd love if like for the makeup challenge or something that she gets to just be in the judging panel or something because I always like to see her Me there. Too. Yeah, I'm she's surprised. very funny. Like she's, she's so serious. funny and so dry. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised by that. But like, look, I don't know. Maybe it's a Rue thing. Maybe Rue is like. Raven's mine, all right? No one else gets it. Yeah. <laughs> Spice Bags is a podcast about food in Ireland from an international perspective. I'm May, I'm an American food writer, and I'm with my friends Blanca, a chef from Spain, and Dee, an Irish food editrix. And we are the Spice Bags, three sassy ladies with a lot to dish up. Join us for the chats. Uh, let's get into the runway. So they had to do two looks. The first one was the Happy Camper, and the second one was Campfire Couture. Uh, so we'll just go to both looks um, on the same queen in one go. So first out was Crystal Versace. She gave us like this sort of emerald scout look, and then she gave us her tartan spikes and a second look. I think objectively she did the best, and I did, yeah I don't really want her to get a third win, but I like. I, I I couldn't argue with my head, which I was like, these two looks were the most consistent and the best. And the only person I felt who could argue, could possibly beat her was Charity Case. I would completely agree with that. Um, I like I even thought like ha- I'm trying to give her the feedback in the like the the judging of like, oh, we're getting bored now. This this perfection you keep serving us is boring. Like I, I would have preferred if they just made her if they they weren't going to give her the third win because they didn't want to give her the third win. They should have just made her safe. And mm-hmm. given someone else like a positive critique, like Charity, who kind of yeah. you know could, could have done with it, um. But th- like that scout look oh, was beautiful, yeah, so beautiful. Yeah, and that other one, like it was so interesting. Yeah. like the the look that she made for herself was so interesting and so unique. Yeah, like that is that is infuriating feedback, isn't it? Like you're too perfect. I, like it's not helpful, especially like, again going back to the fact like she's young and she probably needs much more. She could do with much more constructive feedback than that. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, because she, her like her looks are just have been 
flawless. I mean, like, mm-hmm. and I and I have no caveat with that. I mean, okay, you know, you know, I said it earlier that we saw a little bit more of her personality, maybe, um, you know, in in the mini, in the mini challenge earlier, and I'd like to see more of that. But it's not really anything to do with her looks. Her looks are her the runway looks are great. It's in the challenges, I guess, where she has to kind of maybe reveal a little bit more about who. She's mm-hmm. Yeah, she was spectacular. I mean, and also this is ostensibly the ball challenge. Yeah. You know, there's only two looks. Yeah. It's like. You know, you're supposed to go out there and serve fashion and, and pout and be model-esque. Yeah. This isn't the challenge to get your personality yeah, across. Exactly. So I love Graham Norton, but that did piss me off. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Kitty's got closets up next with her Babs, Windsor, <laughs> Windsor in carry-on camping and then her beige Barbarella. Yeah. The, the the beehive wasn't right for Babs, right? Yeah, I didn't. She, if she hadn't said Barbara Windsor, I probably wouldn't have gotten that. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. Although, like her, the mannerisms and everything were totally down. I still, <laughs> yeah. That aside, I loved it. It was really consistent with who Kitty is as a drag queen. I yeah. think, and uh, there was a kind of consistency across campy kind of, and you know, campy literally consistency across uh, both of the looks. I was a big fan. I have to say, yeah. No, I, I thought there was, I think that with that particular type of fabric that, that she had for the, um, for, for the dress, there was a missed opportunity to not do like a Bianca puffer jacket oh. for EastEnders. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amazing. That would have been like probably the iconic moment <laughs> that we would have wanted. But, you know, I also know like if you can barely sew a dress, you oh. probably can't sew yeah, that's <laughs> a, a puffer jacket. <laughs> Um, but i i thought that both of her looks were uh, like they were good but they were both a little messy like Mm. the dress that she made for herself there was like a lot of like extra additional fabric bagging around under her tits and yeah you know like it was all a little bit charmingly messy yeah but i think her personality can i have a quick sidebar like i'm one of those people that's always like you cannot get to like year 15 of drag race and go into the workroom and not know how to sew like i'm very like militant about this like where do you guys fall on that kind of spectrum I think that you are either foolish or arrogant not to have put thought into your snatch game and yeah. your sewing abilities before you go into before you go into drag race. Going in and just assuming you'll get through and then complaining that like, oh, this challenge doesn't suit me. This is really hard when it's something that's been a core part of the show mm. since the inception, I think is a bit much. And I do think that oftentimes it tends to be the more arrogant queens that yeah. will fall down that pitfall. Yeah. I don't. I don't have a mind if they don't show up and they can't sew. But once they own it and they say, "Look, right. I can't sew. This is the best I can do." Like even La La Re, it's like, yeah. "Yeah, you can't sew." But look, you knew it was crap, and it yeah. was crap, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably the most memorable look from season thirteen of Drag Race, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> whereas somebody like Vanity Milan, who was like, "My stuff isn't off the shelf," where somebody else's is, and it's like, "Yeah," because no one would put that on a shelf. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> urbanity <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's how i feel about that next up was river medway she had the map dress mm. with a sort of mosquito net as her first look and then she gave us a sort of red it's kind of felt somewhat oriental that fabric mm-hmm. with a sort of cabin crew look with a pillbox hat and um, these these were very safe i thought yeah they were i thought they were both really cute looks um i feel like the 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 aerostasy kind of look that she had for the second runway was a bit more finished the first one i loved the matte dress but i just feel there was a couple of yeah. different elements yeah. of it that weren't particularly well finished or something i think rivers had a bit of that although i just i think he's he's talking heads are great 
Um, so funny. He's just yeah. a, a lovely presence in the whole show, and I kind of fancy yeah. him as well. So uh, the longer he's yeah. around, the better. <laughs> Disclaimer. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I actually, I inter- like, yeah, I really liked the the look that that River made for for themselves on the like that like sort of air hostessy look. I thought, and like the whole look came together mm. and really sold it with the performance as well. But then it was the one that that he brought himself from home, the map dress one. It didn't seem like it fit properly. Mm. It was a bit confusing. I didn't get why there was like the map and then also the mosquito nets. Like yeah. the whole thing was just like, yeah. well, this is very confusing. I don't understand. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I would have liked, you know, the, the dress to be bigger, to see more of the world. You, you could even have some joke about yeah. some places with funny names, like, I don't know, Bangkok or something like that. I don't know. You can make it work. Yeah. Um, yeah. The missed opportunity, but, interesting concept mm. charity case was next i felt both of these looked looked like they lived in the world of uh, <laughs> tim burton's alice in wonderland like that they were very trippy but i loved them the yeah. first one was the rabbit rabbit um and the second one was she said it was like a willy wonka uh, but it was like that the yellow sort of tartan or um what's it what's kind of look on. yeah yeah the bodice with the white stripes and everything yeah um, the rabbit thing, it, it was definitely, I, it, it, it met the brief. I just, it just was a bit too costumey and a bit too, I'm not sure I entirely get the charity thing. And I like, always like the weird queens and the dark queens, but like, I, I'm not sure I'm connecting with his whole thing. Yeah, I really like the second mm. look, but the rabbit thing for me, I just, it didn't set my heart on fire. There was, uh, there, I think with, with Charity, like, I think that's like the previous, like, kind of ooky spooky queens we've had, like the Sharon Needles, Evie Oddly. Yeah. But when they're in the drag race world, they sort of, are, they, they have, a, like, a camp edge to, like, the gore and horror and alternative stuff that they do. And I think the Charity is definitely much more kind of Dragula, full-on spooky horror. <laughs> and, yeah. And I think, so I can kind of, yeah, th- there was something, like, I loved the, the, um, I absolutely loved the rabbit thing. I, th- I thought it looked amazing. And I did really enjoy the. And I thought that the look that they did, like the look that, he, that they made for themselves was like spectacular looking. But just it, beside all the other, it, they, they stuck out beside all the other looks as maybe not quite fitting into the lineup. Mm. But undoubtedly, I think kind of in terms of like concept, talent, design, like was up in the top and deserved to yeah. be credited for I, that. I would have loved to have hear, heard the critiques about mm. oh, what they what they thought about those outfits it was kind of disappointing i think that we didn't i'm going to assume they didn't like the rabbit yeah that's why that's why she was safe mm-hmm. that, that's my guess mm. um yeah. because the second structure was so strong i like both of them like he said she said st- like she would stand out, stand out in the lineup and i think that's incredibly important because there's yeah. 200 queens whatever who've been through the franchise yeah. and she is really carving herself out as one of the most unique that's been on the show yeah. and it isn't just always ooky spooky like she said one of them is is gory rabbit the other one is kind of more pretty and yeah. uh, you know and i think True. she can do both sides of it and i think that's really really exciting and it did provoke a great line from rue in the commentary about do you ever wonder what happened to the rabbit <laughs> attraction i like that yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> next up is somebody who i mean I think it's taking up residency in my heart. <laughs> Theresa May. Now, I mean, the high fashion door explorer. No. That was, what was that? That was a big fat uh, yeah. no. 
And even the telenovela Bond villain, like, was also an O. But that story of the Jason the Eye was fantastic. Yeah. Her, her, um, her wit and her charm are going to carry her through probably to the end of this series. She's just, <laughs> she is such a spectacular contestant, just hilarious and really sweet. Uh, but and the talking head queen of this season mm. so far. So, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she she is going to be that famous top five queen, yeah. the, the Katia Bendelecrem, yeah. who like is remembered from the season for being just so likable yeah. and so sort of yeah bringing so much to that, that side of things and, and yeah i mean both looks were pretty pretty poor you know <laughs> but yeah. but carried off with such such energy and joy <laughs> it's crazy though that the outfit she made was better than the one she brought you know it's, you know you always think the ones they have some control over are the ones that should be better you know so it was interesting. yeah but, it, but i don't think of... the the dora explorer look was actually that bad it just did not fit the brief at no. all i was like that's not door explorer it's not a climber it's not camping no it just it felt like it had been pieced together from like found luggage yeah (laughs) it's very strange oh hilarious um but yeah really really like her and i loved nicola coughlin's critique which is somebody who when she explains things it makes less sense like nicola coughlin was on fire on this show but she she take a full residence on that panel that's the thing she's perfect for it because you know she's made no secret of the fact that she's been a huge fan of this Mm -hmm. show um i was at the last night the first season of drag race uk i was at the party for it and she was there with some of the other dairy girls and i was just latching onto her (laughs) like she she is like a huge and she all of her what i loved about her as a judge all of her critiques sounded like a fan critiquing Mm -hmm. and it's always so special when you get that on a judging panel Uh, and she was so funny and all the commentary and stuff yeah a real but i yeah i i could be everything she said like she was so funny and able to be quite cutting and Mm. you know but also everything she said came from a place of being very constructive and came from a place of like you know love and respect for the person that she was speaking to and she wasn't sacrificing any of the comedy in order to like keep it sort of you know not insulting yeah but i i thought that yeah she for me, I I just loved her as as a judge on this season. Yeah. I would have her back. I'd have yeah. her back anytime. I do think it was funny. Like <laughs> season one, she gets invited as a guest onto like the official podcast, and now she oh. gets to be a judge. And I was like, "That's that Bridgerton money coming I'm in." You, man, yeah. You know? <laughs> Even better, <laughs> she, she tweeted earlier saying that when she was first moved to London, she was working as a waitress, and she's like save up her money to go see the RuPaul drag queens perform in one of the uh, the Black Cab. Um, pub here in Camden and like she said to go from that to being a judge sitting beside RuPaul it was real like uh rags to riches kind of thing yeah. <laughs> I, just, I feel like she's doing it for all of us so yeah <laughs> uh Scarlet Harlot was up next her first look was Katniss Severdeen meets Mad Max the second one was that sort of pastel tartan mm. bodycon dress uh and yeah the first one didn't scream happy camper to me it was more sort of like angry hunter yeah well i guess it was outdoorsy mm. i guess yeah so mm. it, it kind of got there for me and i thought she did a good job of it actually i quite liked that one but yeah this the second look the, the dress she made was stunning like she just looked gorgeous and i don't know whether it was because it was drawn to my attention earlier on the episode did her makeup look strange in the second look i thought so but yeah yeah in the first look i mean very prominent jawline maybe like you know the way like um raven was like oh just try not to highlight your jaw oh yeah okay cool i'll just draw two massive black lines (laughs) 
right above it like gi jane demi moore style yeah. i i i really didn't love that for because i think that like when i hear happy camper i i suppose i i, I think camp is mm-hmm. part of it and like i'd have liked to like if you're going to do like a robin hoods thing which is a fun thing to do like do more of a camp side of it right you know i would have preferred that to have more of a kind of like a Disney's Robin Hood or like Men in Tights or you know kind Puss of and kind Boots of a, kind of Puss and Boots yeah exactly but I I and I did I didn't love the 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 ma- the wig or the makeup oh. and that look either I thought it all looked kind of it all looked a bit strange I really liked the look of the second one but there was something about how it was all very washed out that's exactly like it was like a photo a photograph that had been left in the sun for for a few days. <laughs> the word I was going to use as well was the, the makeup and the hair just made her a bit washed out compared to the colors in the dress. I think. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm no yeah. expert on this, but it did look mm-hmm. a bit off. Uh, but she did a good job. I think she had a good week. I think this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She de- she deserved the win out of the people I think who were so. picked to be in the top. Yeah. That hadn't already won. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Vanity <laughs> was up next. Her first look, I mean, oh. first of all, when she turned the corner with that first look, the camera zoomed in on her pink boots. And I was like, oh, that's obviously going to be one of the critiques or it's going to be a, play a pivotal part in the episode. No. So I don't know. Maybe that was just weird camera work or editing or something. Yeah. She turns the corner anyway in her pink panther bodice and then these big sort of billowing tents. I don't know. It looked like what she would have made for herself in the challenge if she hadn't made something else. It was bad. And then yeah. she made that ropey rope dress. <laughs> yeah. What was that first look like a Beyonce reference? Or so like <sighs> like or am I like am I imagining uh, like a connection to like a Beyonce YouTube video I watched at one point. It does ring a bell actually. You could be onto something. There. Like the kind of the billowing kind uh, of camouflage survivor guy kind of Yeah, but she I don't think Beyonce has ever worn a pink panther bodysuit though. No, that's true. <laughs> yeah. And also if you are actually to be fair, if you're gonna do like a Beyonce reference, you also need the that's enormous it. bouncy hair. Yeah, like so. if you're doing the camouflage, you do like the Survivor video. I mean, that's iconic in their yeah. I just in their camo. Vanity is a funny one. I I can't really, I don't know. I can't get a grip of him. You know that kind of way. Like it's yeah. Only telling that he's been in the bottom the last two weeks. That yeah. Uh, I, for me, for me, like Vanity is coming to sort of define filler queen on this this season. And like so, the Meet the Queens. I remember I wasn't overly impressed with 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 the with the personality that came across the first episode. I actually thought that Vanity was super fierce, and I was excited for it. Mm. But then last week and this week, there's just there's a lot of second guessing, and yeah. maybe like maybe he needed a couple of years, mm, maybe to sort of kind of hone the craft rather than like coming straight out the gate into a pandemic doing drag, and then suddenly you're on Drag Race. Yeah. Because he's really funny, like when you in the workroom and in the yes, like, that's it. You know, it mm. it just doesn't it doesn't really translate then when he's doing. I, I just maybe he hasn't found his real identity or his real voice as a drag queen yet. Maybe because even yeah. the two looks were so. You know, he said that like this, the look he made was very like this is who I am. I like this African tribal princess thing. That's like, but you haven't really. Why wasn't that kind of? Why wasn't there some sort of thematic link then to the first outfit that you were? I just I feel yeah. like he hasn't really settled on who he is yet as a as a drag queen. Mm. Um, and as you said, like it's probably just going to be another couple of years maybe to polish that. Because yeah. they've only been doing drag 
two years, two, three years or something. Yeah. And their partner makes their their outfits or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, I think that I, is beginning to come across. I'm also going to say something controversial right now oh. that might might get me cancelled. <laughs> when Vanity was all like, oh, I'm doing like this African tribal kind of thing, whatever, I was like, you've just decided to say that because you know it looks bad and you've stuck like a bronze necklace on and you're like, I'm going to come up with an excuse for what this is so that if they ask me, I have something to say. Because like that did not feel like, t- when when he said that or when they said that, it was like, how I yeah. don't see this. Yeah, uh, and like even just the, the finishes, like Rue, the, uh, Rue um, commented on the hem, but also like Nicola made the good points. Like, why not use an orange lipstick? Like, it just yeah it's that kind of lack of um, specificity, which I think we've used in context yeah. of other drag queens as well. It's just there's a lot there. I just I really wish he could kind of yeah coalesce around one identity or something. Yeah. The last thing I will say is, like, so Vanity decided at the last minute to shift the entire look away from the silver trays because Rue was like, that reminds me of last week. Right. But then chose to wear an identical wig to the one (laughs) that he'd been wearing the last week. Yeah. But no, I, 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 I... I didn't love the look and I sort of I, I feel like Vanity is one of those queens who just maybe needs does just need a little more time mm. to kind of figure out their identity in drag mm. and then like we'll be able to come back and be much fiercer yeah. than they've, they've shown themselves to be so far yeah, yeah. absolutely because right. in the lip syncs they've been amazing oh yeah so good finally oh no two more sorry uh, penultimately uh, Ella Day gave us the sort of victory Victorian butterfly catcher, the Jane to Tarzan. Mm. Uh, I thought this was really well executed yeah. and polished. And then the the maid look was kind of she called it Coachella of a day, which I thought was quite fun. <laughs> it had like the body shoulders of the yellow raincoat with the sort of tartan bodice from a blanket. I thought this, you know, was safe. I thought she was lucky to get into the top for this, but nothing bad. No, nothing bad. Um, the the first look was definitely the better one. Um, yeah. That kind of uh, African queen, uh, Catherine Hepburn type, you know. I, mm. um, I, I, I think that's the side of him that I would like to see more of as as a performer yeah. on the show because I think he could really lean into that and be very, very funny and pull off some good looks with it. So maybe that's what he should be kind of moving more towards. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. That first look was really fun and it was campy and it, it had like a lot of personality to it. The second one, I actually completely agree agree with the judges about like it felt like it was two looks mm. sort of it was two looks mashed together because yeah. mm. it kind of was the like mod style sixties dress that we've seen that like the style that he's leaned into a couple of times in the past and then a coat put on top of it and i think the coat with something else like more modern would have been yeah. like would have actually been would have probably served would have probably served them better yeah um okay yeah veronica next uh and lastly first look was awake from a festival now this screams oh i have to go to the halloween party and i haven't come up with an outfit yet <laughs> yeah. joel i'll take this sleeping bag and i'll just pretend i've woken up late at a festival it'll be perfect <laughs> and then the second look was some like <sighs> catastrophic pinata butterfly <laughs> i don't know organism i mean i we saw it in the work room and she was like yeah i, I have a good bit of work to go <laughs> It's like yeah. really, it's, it's a tale now. as it's a tale as old as time though on RuPaul's Drag Race, where you have the kind of 
experienced queen going around helping everyone else. Now, at least she didn't use that as an excuse on the run. Like, oh, I yeah. helped everyone else. That's why I didn't have time to finish. She didn't. And it's really to her credit that she didn't do that. She, I think you could tell she was having a bad week and she kind of spoke about that on the runway because even the fact that she was going around helping everyone else was probably a sign that she was just looking to focus her energy on other people rather than herself. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You could tell she was just kind of off. And it's a pity because I thought Veronica was going to be quite a long standing contestant on this. I was yeah. shocked really, uh, between her and Victoria going. It feels like quite a momentous episode. <laughs> <laughs> No, it, it really does. I it it really does because I I suppose coming into the season you knew that 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 Veronica was going to be joining the cast from the last season. She'd made quite an impact in the last season. She'd sort of promised to be like a strong contender, and she did open kind of weak with her looks in week one. Yeah. She sort of brought it back with the Dragaton thing a bit last week, but then it just was a bit. It it was a bit flat. So I can understand why it is, but. You just hearing her story about, I suppose, obviously the depression she went into and how hard it must have been, like, although not like explicitly referenced, but seeing the cast from that season blow up and see it become that. And like to know that, like, I could have been there for those moments, except for this one thing, like it must have been extremely hard to do. But I think to try and turn all of that misery and sadness Mm. into a look for the runway was probably not the sort of wisest thing. I do think that my favorite line of the entire episode was Veronica Green showcasing hair by Rudy Giuliani. (laughs) Brilliant. I was like, that is a niche political reference that like about 17 people are going to get. But yes. But I think you're dead right. Like it's actually quite crushing to think for poor Veronica that like she missed her moment. You know, she got to see last year during a pandemic. It's not her fault. But like yeah. it felt like maybe her moment passed, and that happens. You know, it happens a lot. And uh, maybe if Victoria comes back next year, maybe she'll find that you know the next fifteen other iterations of the Drag Race will have female contestants on it as well, and like the buzz will be gone and the focus will be gone. Yeah. And timing is everything in this, I think. And maybe just Veronica, just it was just off. You know, um, it's a pity yeah. because I really like them. Yeah, it's yeah. It kind of felt. Like her head wasn't in the game this season, and it's yeah. frustrating because you she's taken from us too soon. So you want to see that redemption, but then she yeah. didn't seem to be in the place of redemption. So you fingers crossed for some international all stars or something. But you don't think that they're going to bring someone back now that Victoria is gone? Do you? But I thought this was going to be a double shanty. I did, especially yeah. when Rue, like at the end of the 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 lip sync, when Rue was like, "Oh my god, that was quite yeah. a performance." I was like, "Great, oh, well, Green was getting... standing up." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wonder. It, yeah, yeah. Unless, unless the reason that we have like an, un, the unceremonious dumping of Victoria Scone is actually just that they were like, you need a day off. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. And it's like, like in the workroom the next time, it's like, oh, the doctors have had another look and said that I yeah. come back, and maybe that's what it is. But I suppose, like, probably in the estimation of the producers, if that's not the case, was well, now we do have a double save yeah, in the well, bank. Yeah. And let's use it for one that like is. Yeah. That like where there's more high stakes yeah, or crystals, crystals happens. first, bottom two, or whatever you know. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When it's like crystal versus Kitty's got claws right. in some challenge in the bottom, it's like you can both stay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Scarlet wins. We're happy with that, just because it's not crystal. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I do think that like. I, I do feel think that I do think that that charity although I kind of have said that maybe didn't necessarily belong in that lineup I think the charity deserved 
the recognition mm. for the quality of work mm-hmm. that they did yeah. and for their creativity. Yeah. And I probably would have preferred to see Charity, particularly with their their story throughout the episode yeah. and the way the producers seem to be pushing us. I was like, I would have liked that as like a completion. Yeah, me too. And I yeah. have to give kudos to Charity for the line in the Untucked segment where she was asking Crystal if she thinks she should win given all the help she got. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... <laughs> <laughs> but it's good because you actually can see on Crystal's face there was a moment of like crack and then it was like oh no I must be poised yeah. mm-hmm. I must be poised yeah. it was really interesting yeah I would have just like maybe next week maybe I'd like for Charity to get like some proper like Michelle focus you know some proper critique give her yeah. some kind of sense of how they're feeling about her because we don't really have that yet and it's yeah. important yeah. no I think so too yeah. Uh, but Scarlett, um, Scarlett has a good wind at her back now. I think she could have a strong couple of weeks after this. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, there was some fun. There was not well, fun. There was some tense moments in in Untouched. There was people coming from each other like that. Charity coming for Crystal and Vanity coming for Scarlett as well. It's it is heating up back there, yeah. which should be interesting to see. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Vanity versus Veronica in the lip sync. I've got the music in me by Kiki D. Um, yeah, I think we've agreed. Like Vanity served it in, in oh, the lip sync. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you start tearing apart your your costume, it never looks good. And I was like, you're leaving all these hazards on the stage. Like it's a risky move because you could fall. I, but then also your competitor could fall. I every every single episode I've ever watched of this show, I'm watching the two or however many of them there are performing on that tiny little runway, and I'm like, oh my god, how do they not kick and like how do they not <laughs> run into each other all the time when they're doing these lip syncs? Like it's it, it's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, no, and I do think as well when in the I always feel sorry for the queen who has to like lip sync in the design challenge because <laughs> if you're in the bottom, it's because your design hasn't been good. So therefore you probably are carrying a lot of superfluous like flotsam and jetsam. Yeah. Yeah. And poor old poor old Veronica had to spend the first half of the song yeah. sort of you know freeing quite rigid. herself yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah Declan thank you so much for joining us before you go who is going to win oh who's going to win well I don't know anymore I mean I thought before there was going to be the, like I, I think it really is quite I think Crystal is a contender although I think she might be a bit young um I think possibly Scarlet and yeah Scarlett, maybe Teresa, she can kind of keep it, if she can kind of just stay consistent and maybe have one or two really great episodes, Teresa could be a, a yeah. contender. But I'm, I'm really quite stuck now that like mm. two major contestants have gone. Yeah, yeah. It's I, tough. I feel like for me, I'm tied somewhere between Kitty, Crystal and Scarlett mm. are probably in the mix for me. Yeah. I'm here for a long game from Ella of a day to, you know, come into it in the sort of second second half Maybe. sports analogy. I'm not really making it. <laughs> and yeah. just sweep sweep it out of the park like Bimini Bambulash was supposed to do. Do we know. have any do we have any sense that uh, Ella of a day is the Jan of this uh, season or oh I mean I do feel I get Jan vibes I get Jan vibes <laughs> that's like a red rag to a bull for James <laughs> here's a question for you I think we saw it last week but I don't know if you picked up on it what, in the room what angle would you say the judging panel is to the runway because that makes it look like they're parallel 
but I actually think it's at 45 degrees. So I, yes, I think that you're correct. First of all, I can't remember last week because I was drunk in a bar in <laughs> Gran Canaria while watching it. Um, <laughs> so maybe I saw it, maybe I didn't. But I think that it's made to look in terms of like the shooting. It's kind of the same as with Rue when he's in the room and he's speaking straight on and they're like at a 45 degree angle. Like I think it's that. Mm-hmm. But you're made to believe that they're looking dead straight on at the at the queen. Yeah, and I think it's And so I that... wouldn't be surprised if the I wouldn't be surprised if there's an actual screen in front of the queen and in front of the judging panel so they can watch on screens rather than having to watch it live. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I figure it's because they someone from a camera can then rotate and get a head-on shot of the stage and then rotate to get a head-on shot of the of the thing without the the cameras being in the way of the judges is how I figured it. But yeah, when Electra Fence jumped off the stage last week, I was like, oh yes, it's 45 degrees. I always forget about that. Anyway, here's me rambling on. Uh, thank you so much to Declan for coming on the show today. It was a meaty episode. We've got a, a lot of losses to the, the cast. I know. It's like that in memoriam reel for, for, for the, the drag race um, at the end of the year is like it's stacking up the bodies, you know? Mm. Um, I think that's one right time sad for them though and the other one really would have liked to see more and stick yeah. for longer and I'm hoping that there's some kind of gag where they come back but certainly hoping they're back for for next season and that when they come back next season they're still like in their prime unlike poor old Veronica this year he was a bit out of her depth by the the feeling of things I think next week is going to be important for the series because it's going to be their Ruru vision moment so if they can if they can match it's good this is gonna be the moment have are they gonna be as iconic as season one and two because they've got big boots to fill and i think this is oh, their make or break for the season they had to send someone home this week because they needed four versus four for the the girl group channel next but week i i thought that but then i was like but if victoria hadn't got home they still would have had nine so i don't know oh yeah you're right huh. well there we go. Um, maybe Rue like actually like was like there with a pickaxe at me. Yeah. But anyway, oh my god, you're saying Rue style. T- Tanya Harding? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is. You heard it here first, people. You heard it here first. But yeah, as as we we're getting into the to the meat of the season, which means that it won't be long before we're hitting the finale. And those of you who've been around with us for a while will know that. Back in the dark, dark, dark days of January, while we were still all in lockdown, we did a lovely little live event for um, a little live event on Zoom to celebrate the end of the of, of season two. And we're looking into potentially doing something similar, but it would be in person and in Dublin. So if you're a listener who fits the brief, let us know if you'd like to come because we're, we're, we're looking around. We're putting our fingers in pies. So yeah, hit us up on Instagram at sissy.pod for anything, any questions, feedback on, on the episode speculations as to what's going to happen next let us know and if you are interested in the show it'd be great just to be able to gauge the interest before we book these sort of things um so yeah hit us up there we'll be back with you next week for the next episode of rupaul's drag race uk season three until then i'll see you i love you Bye. bye This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.